0: read together the Psalm of David, Psalm 28. I would like to return to 2 Samuel, but the starting with the Absalom revolution, which is about 10 chapters and I just want to wait until we can spend some time in that for several weeks in a row. Psalm 28 of David, In our text this morning, special focus on verse 7. Verse 7. Page 543. To you, O Lord, I call, my rock, be not deaf to me, lest if you be silent to me, I become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my pleas for mercy when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hands toward your most holy sanctuary. Do not drag me off with the wicked, with the workers of evil who speak peace with their neighbors while evil is in their hearts. Give to them according to their work and according to the evil of their deeds, Give to them according to the work of their hands. Render them their due reward because they do not regard the works of the Lord or the works of his hands. He will tear them down and build them up no more. Blessed be the Lord for he has heard the voice of my pleas for mercy. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts. And with my song, I give thanks to him. The Lord is the strength of his people. He is the saving refuge of his anointed. Oh, save your people and bless your heritage. Be their shepherd and carry them forever. Verse 7, the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song, I give thanks to him It says God's word. May he bless it to our hearts and lives moving forward, congregation. Beloved brothers and sisters, I wonder, do you have a pet rock? I don't think it's a thing anymore, but in the 70s and the 80s, people bought pet rocks. Do you have have a pet rock? When you talk to it, does it listen to you? Does it reach out and help you? Well, people liked pet rocks because they were so easy to keep. But they really couldn't do much for you. But what about God? God is called my rock in Psalm 28. And David talks to his rock Does David's rock listen to him? Does David's rock help him? Or is his rock deaf to him? Well, let's hear what the Bible says about God in Psalm 28. That our rock is not deaf to our cry. And this psalm follows the general order of prayer out of deep need. And then power, God's power comes. And then praise, prayer, power, praise. David prays in great need and God answers in great power and David responds in heartfelt praise. And there's a hymn that says There's a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God. And that's where Psalm 28 takes us. Where in David's life, the bombs are falling, the bullets are whistling, the battle is raging, temptation is near. And right in the midst of all that, David finds a place of quiet rest. Where? In his rock. In his God, where he experiences strength, safety, and singing. Strength, safety, and singing. So let us go there, to this God, in faith, in our lives, right now, and every day. This rock is not deaf. we see in this psalm. My rock is not death to me. We see the God of faith, the blessing of faith, and the song of faith. In Psalm 28, verse 7, the God of faith. David's God. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Now, David has been praying in verses 1 through 5. And then suddenly in verse 6, he breaks out into Blessed be the Lord, for he has heard the voice of my pleas for help. And you think, oh, this psalm was written in two stages. First he was in trouble and he prayed. And then later when the problem was all over, then he added the rest of the psalm, the praise for deliverance. That's not likely. This is David still in need, so confident that the Lord is a strength and a shield. That he says, my prayer is answered as surely as I've given it to him because my rock is not deaf to me. It's written at one time. The Lord is my strength and my shield. Now what's the problem David's facing? We don't really know. Some commentators say it's sin he has committed that's dragging him down or threatening to drag him down to the pit. Some a sickness that he's facing, others' insurrection in the nation. He has enemies who are trying to drag him away from the righteous, from the righteous way to pull him down to the pit of destruction. But whatever it is, he has no strength left in him. He has nowhere to turn. The only place left for him is to go down to the pit to destruction, to dissolution of his life. Oh, there's one other place that he can go. To the sanctuary. To God. And that's what he does. He calls out to him. He stretches out his hands toward the temple. He cries out for help. Verses one and two, hear me when I call to you. Don't be deaf to me. Hear my pleas for mercy. Take down those who want to destroy me, but don't let me go down with them. And the beautiful thing in the psalm is David is both desperate and confident. Do you know you can be both? Faith is both. Desperate and confident. David knows God is his rock. And that means God is a firm place to stand. That he's a solid place for safety. And rock doesn't just mean ground, it means fortress, cave, hiding place. God is the immovable one. The unshakable one. The unchangeable one. And whatever might be happening in the life of his people. He's the place to hide. He's the place for stability right now. For help. Here's David's fragile life falling apart. Going to his strong and immovable rock as God. God. Now, sometimes we may feel that calling upon God is a little bit like throwing your problems up in the air and they'll just come down and land on you again worse than before. Or your prayers are just shouting that goes nowhere. But this is not an experiment for David, he knew better. He knew better from scripture. He knew better from experience that those who trust in the Lord will not be put to shame. So he says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. What a marvelous confession of faith. Think about those, both of those things. He's my strength. He's my strength. I'm weak. I'm ready to cave. I'm ready to head into despair. But then the Lord descends upon me and invades my life with a special, unusual, miraculous power to equip me to go through the valley or through the fire and empower me way beyond my natural strength to stand my ground against temptation, to fight the good fight, to keep the faith, to lay hold on eternal life, to walk with God wherever he leads you. Strength. The mighty God invading the weak saint in his desperate need so he can stand. Desperate and confident. Though we're so weak in ourselves, brothers and sisters, the Lord will surprise you how strong you can be in Him. As Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. All things God is calling me to go through. Things that are impossible for me. But all things are possible with my God. He's your strength and your shield. Strength is inner. Shield is outer. He surrounds your life with his favor as with a shield to protect you. To give you safety from whatever might come against you. To guard you and keep you in all your ways. Nothing can come against you and succeed. Though a thousand, Psalm 91, may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, it will not come near you, it cannot touch you. Though it take away everything you have, still you have everything when you have your God. You lose nothing that truly matters when you're in God. Nothing that lasts. And notice one more thing about David's God, the God of faith. He's my strength and my shield. That word my is such a word of faith. God has promised Himself to David in His covenant I am your God. What I have is yours, take me. Here's strength, take it. Here's a shield of protection, take it. Take me, grab what I've promised and make it your own by faith. Take me, David, as your own. And that's what David does in faith. You've promised this to me in your covenant, it's mine to grab. Is power and safety. God is his power and safety as he stands at death's doorway. Wow. And then look at verse eight David expands that beyond his own truth for himself to God's people. The Lord is the strength of his people. It's for you too, dear people of God. Hasn't God come to you in his covenant? I am your God. All that I have is yours. You need strength, it's yours. You need protection, it's yours. I am yours. Charles Spurgeon says The man who can truly say, The Lord is mine, has an inheritance, an inheritance which death cannot wither, which space cannot compass, which time cannot limit, and which eternity cannot explore. Well, you know why David can say, of God, my rock, my strength, my shield? Because of Jesus. Jesus gave that all up. He stood in the place of the sinner, the needy. He went to the pit. He gave up all strength and was mauled by sin, mauled by judgment, mauled by the powers of Satan, mauled by God's wrath. He gave up his shield, any measure of protection. He let it all go so that in him we might receive strength and safety, strength and God's shield. All for Christ's sake. And when you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, all that God has for you is yours. There's your open door to God and all that he is. Jesus died, says Peter, the just for the unjust to bring you to God. And I can say through Jesus, I know God is mine. I know his strength is mine. I know his shield is mine. Brothers and sisters, you do not call on him in vain. Your cries are not a shouting into the air. and Your rock is not deaf to you. He loves you with an everlasting love. And your groans touch his heart so much that he cannot stay away from you in your need. And he will not. Well, second, we meet faith's blessing. Look at verse seven again. The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. There's faith's blessing. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. When my heart is waiting for him, yield and, yielded and still. When I give my life to him in the confidence that he will take good care of me, Take me, Lord, I'm yours. When I come to him from the heart, in true and living faith, then I am helped. It does not say here, God helps those that help themselves. It says, God helps us who cannot help themselves. Now, it's such a simple statement. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. Simple, but it's deep water and it's full of meaning, full of hope and full of glory. Sadly, many do not turn to God in their troubles. In pride, they lean on their own strength and will not admit to weakness. Or in anger, they reject God's help. You do that to me, I'm not coming to you. Their hearts go hard and bitter. Or they hand themselves over to sin to look for help in idols. And they let darkness rule their hearts. And then what happens? Their lives go from bad to worse. Wherever they turn, there's no real help. Maybe Maybe temporary fixes and maybe momentary relief and maybe fleeting distractions, but not help that reaches the deepest part of your life and that reaches around the entirety of your life, body and soul, and that reaches forward to an everlasting future of glory with God and the new creation. There is no help in anything or anyone on earth. The is that kind of real, lasting, deep, surrounding, comprehensive help. It's only in God. When your heart reaches out to God in faith, you are helped. When your heart trusts in him, you are helped. Puts it in the past tense. There you are, helpless, And God comes and gives you the help. Not in the past tense, in the passive voice. You are helped. God helps you. And David's not saying this because that's just what good Christians say. And it sounds pious and everybody feels a little better when you say that. No, he has experienced it over and over and over again. God helping him fight against the giant Goliath. God helping him cool down when he wanted to destroy Nabal. God comforting him when his own men wanted to stone him. God leading him through the valley of deep sorrow when Absalom pulled the rug from, out from under his feet and took over his dad's throne. Know this, when your heart trusts in him as your strength and your shield You will be helped, he will help, and he will surprise you with the ways that he helps you. He'll come to your aid. What will he do? Let me list just a few things. He will quieten you with his love. He will give you peace that passes all understanding, a peace that guards your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. He will take away your fear of those who persecute you and help you, the weakling, stand up for Jesus. He will help you hold on to the faith and fight the good fight. He will strengthen you with conviction. He will help you love your spouse. And like Paul with a thorn in the flesh, rather than remove it from him, he helped him endure it. And he used it to humble him so that he became a more faithful and holy servant of Christ. He will help you. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. Again, Charles Spurgeon wrote on this psalm a lengthy quote just listen to it it is marvelous how much a believer can bear when the Lord sustains him did you hear that that's not scripture but it's surely true to scripture marvelous how much a believer can bear when the Lord sustains him Spurgeon writes, you might be saying in your heart, oh, I can't bear this calamity. I can't bear that trouble. I can't bear that loss. I can't bear that pain. I can't bear that injustice. I can't bear the wounds of slander. I can't bear that shame. I can't bear that cross. My dear friend, if you trust in the Lord to be your strength, you can bear anything and everything he calls you to. You could bear a martyr's death if the Lord is your strength. The Lord could make a stalk of wheat carry the whole planet, Earth, if He gave it enough strength, says Virgin. A stalk of wheat, God could give that stalk of wheat enough strength to carry the whole planet, like Atlas. And the faintest and most trembling child of God that ever whispered a prayer, God can make to bear the greatest griefs and the heaviest trials. Do you believe in him? Is your heart trusting in him? That he will help you and make you strong and steadfast? Are you leaning on the everlasting arms? He will help you. You will be helped. Just from Old Testament history, do you remember where God revealed himself as the great I am? It happened when he met Moses at the burning bush. And he calls Moses to go to Pharaoh and Tell him to let my people go and to lead Israel out of Egypt to face the superpower. And Moses says, I can't. I don't have the words. I don't have the strength. I don't have the clout. And you remember what God finally says to Moses What's this about you? It's about who I am. And he says, I am who I am. And I will give you all that you don't have. And I will make you strong. Yes, Lord, it's not about who I am and what strength I have. It's about me running to a strong God and trusting in what he's got for me through Jesus, his son, and all that is made available to me in Jesus my heart trusts in him and i am helped at the end of the psalm david prays for jesus to do exactly that for his people oh savior people and bless your heritage be their shepherd and carry them forever lord come and carry us forever and that's precisely the help that jesus gives I will carry you not just for a moment. I will carry you forever. And then we think of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Well, does, what does that mean? Well, when I go through the valley of the shadow of the death and when I face evil and when I face my enemies... He will come near and make me lie down in green pastures, lead me by still waters, restore my soul, lead me down paths of righteousness. He will comfort me with his rod and staff. He will prepare a table for me in the worst situations. I will feast. He will anoint my head with oil and I will rejoice. And then he'll send his goodness and mercy to protect me as my as the sheepdogs, to keep me on the way. And I will arrive at... The house of the Lord forever. My heart trusts in Him and I'm helped. We see, thirdly, and just briefly, Faith's song. David breaks out into song at the end of verse 7 My heart exalts, and with my song I give thanks to Him. Here again, we go from the inside to the outside. You see, you might sing with your mouth, but never mean it. Isn't that awful? If we do that no then it's just sound, it's just noise true singing starts in the heart where I am so thankful to God for all that he is for me and all that he's done for me but it doesn't stay in the heart, it comes out of the mouth And that's where David goes. My heart is filled with joy in my God, my rock, my strength, my shield. Who has heard my prayer and has helped me. And then what lives in my heart comes out of my mouth. And I must sing and tell the glorious deeds of my God in song. Isn't that exactly why God helps us? Isn't that why he helps us? So that we'll be helped? Yes. Why does God help his people who call upon him in trouble? So that we will glorify him. Listen to this verse from Psalm 50. Psalm 50 verse 15. Call upon me in the day of trouble, says God. Do it. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will glorify me. That's how it goes. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will glorify me. And it all comes back to God. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name be the glory. It moves from prayer again to power, God's power, to praise. That's God's way. God gets all the glory and we get all the help. That's why he didn't spare his own son. So he could spare me from the pit. And he might bring me to glory and might, I might give him all the glory. And that's why God put Jesus through hell so we might receive heaven where we can praise God eternally. And you want proof of that faith song? Just go to the book of Revelation and see the saints gathered there by the sea of crystal singing, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And then, great and marvelous are your deeds, O Lord God, the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the nations. Who will not fear you, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. And that's what eternity is all about. Praising God for his great works done for you in Jesus Christ. Eternity is all about that. Praising God for his gift of strength and protection that led you all the way to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That shepherd who carried you. Oh, my heart exalts as David or celebrates and my song. With my song, I give thanks to him. As David says in Psalm 40, when God pulled him out of the miry clay, out of the sinking sand, God put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. And that's really part of it, right? As we are helped by a shepherd who's carrying us to glory. We then sing the song of faith and others see what God has done for us. And may they also join in the chorus of those who pray and experience God's help and then praise may they also come to know my rock who is not deaf to me let's call out to our rock he will give you all the strength you need and all the protection you need and you will yet praise him. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for giving yourself to us through Jesus Christ, your Son. And as the Father said in the parable, my Son, all that I have is yours. Now you say that to us. So help us to take hold. May our hearts trust in you that we may be helped in our time of need. Lord, bless us richly. Shepherd of the sheep, carry us forever. We praise you, Father, through all your gifts to us in Jesus, your Son, Amen.